Good morning, church. I am so thankful for the music in this church. Are you thankful? It's amazing music this morning. We get ushered into the, to the very presence of the Lord through singing of praises and thanksgiving to Him. It's such a glorious thing. And I'm thankful for our church, thankful for you. Uh, this, God has given us a wonderful, glorious church that we might honor Him and glorify Him in all that we do in this place. And I thank God for that. Thank God that we can come together and, and uh, open God's word and to be, expect to be changed by it, to be transformed by it, to be renewed in spirit. Uh, what a glorious thing God has given to us, the church. And he's given to us so many blessings. He lavishes with us with his blessing. And that's what I want to talk about this morning a little bit, a whole lot actually, is thankfulness, a heart of thanksgiving. And so I would ask if you would please to... Uh, uh, turning your Bibles to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I want to read verses um, 16 to 19, just the four verses there, and I want to focus this morning on verse uh, 18. So if you will stand, please, if you're able, stand, and we're going to read uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses uh, 16 to 19, short verses. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. Lord, we're grateful for your word. We're grateful for all things that you have given to us in our lives. The sufficient, Lord, for us to live lives that are worthy of the gospel of Christ. Lord, we pray today as we open your word that you would... Cause us to hear and to receive, not just with our heads, but with our hearts, that we might be transformed anew again today. And Lord, we're grateful. We're grateful for the power of your word. We're grateful for the work of Christ that died for us. We're grateful for your spirit who indwells every believer and leads us into all truth. Lord, we're grateful for your love, your everlasting love. Lord, we thank you for this, these things this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. So, so this uh, message is to everyone who's ever been a parent with little kids or who has ever been a child. And because one of the first things that we will try to teach our kids are that we can remember having to learn as kids is how to say please and yeah. Why do we do that? I mean, almost every culture in the world that does that, you know, thank you, gracias, arigato, whatever language it is, we are to say thank you. The parents expect their kids to say thank you, and there's a reason for that. God is placed in the hearts of every person, at least at birth as a small child, this sense of a need to say thank you. It's given all of us a sense, and even in this culture, a need to say thankful, no, thank you, no matter how secular we may be. So that's why uh, when we teach a little kid, um, a little tiny little kid, to say thank you, we you don't almost never hear them say, and by the way, two-year-olds two are accepted from this, but we almost never hear them say, I don't want to be thankful. Kids want to learn that. We have to remind them over and over again, but they, at least they haven't learned yet how to suppress the truth of God's blessing. And when, by God's amazing grace, they come to saving faith in Christ, they learn true thankfulness. 
through thankfulness. And that's what we want to look at today because thankfulness, true thankfulness, is the hallmark of every believer in Christ. The believing heart is the thankful heart. And apart from acknowledging the Lord Jesus as the source of every good and perfect gift, there is at best only a form of thankfulness, but never, apart from Him, the fullness of thankfulness. So we want to look at four things today that we see from 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Following, of course, the, the commands very clear that we're to rejoice always, we're to pray without ceasing, and we're to give thanks in all circumstances. And if we, we don't do that, the next verse happens. We quench the Holy Spirit of God. He works through thankful hearts to teach us and to lead us into all truth. So when we say thanks, and we, by the way, we just got through with the whole season of thanks, didn't we, with uh, not only Thanksgiving, but Christmas. How many thankful, how many thank yous did we give for Christmas, for gifts that were given to us, for meals that were prepared for us? Uh, we say things like, thank you for those cute reindeer socks. <laughs> thank you for that fruitcake. Thank you for that really ugly Christmas shirt, sweatshirt, you know. We, we say thank you for the thoughtful things that people do for us. And we, we mean it, and we mean it from our hearts. But uh, even a brief overview of the whole subject of thankfulness in Scripture uh, reveals that the true thankfulness is always directed to our Heavenly Father. True thankfulness is an essential element of the worship as we come in and we enter the doors of this place today. When we say worship, we really mean thanksgiving worship, thanking God for all He is and all He has done and all He will do in our lives. Psalm 100, if you want to turn there. We're going to be looking at Psalm 100 a little bit right now, and then we're going to be looking at, at uh, 1 Chronicles 16. Uh, if you need a little head start on that, we're going to be looking at that and several other verses today, of course. But Psalm 100, a psalm that uh, my grandmother, Irene, Irene Isabella, um, She'll be about 130 years old today, but she's in heaven rejoicing. And uh, she taught me to memorize, help me memorize um, Psalm 100 when I was just a little kid. I remember that. I learned it in King James. I think King James is actually better in this case than the ESV. But I'm going to read from ESV. And it says, Make a joyful noise to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into His presence with singing. Boy, have we done that this morning. Amen. Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who made us and we are His. King James says, it's He who made us and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good, His steadfast love endures forever, and His faithfulness to all generations. What a beautiful, powerful, amazing psalm for us. And it tells us that true worship is thanksgiving worship. It gives God praise for all that He is, for His unchanging love that blesses us, blesses believers in every dimension, every element of our lives. And so we stand amazed at His love and His, His grace. True thanksgiving acknowledges God's unfailing care for His people. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. 
True thanksgiving is focused on God's infinite goodness, His steadfast and enduring love, His faithfulness generation to generation. Thanksgiving worship, it always spills out in our words, in our speech, as we come in to God's presence, whether alone, with our family, or we come into this place. We enter His, his gates with thanksgiving. We come into His courts with praise. We give thanks to Him and we bless Him. And we come into this place to make a joyful noise from the depths of our hearts. What an amazing, beautiful, glorious thing. So, when we look at this, uh, at this whole concept of thankfulness, I want to take you to uh, 1 Chronicles chapter 16. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. I want to take you down to verse 28. By the way, 1 Chronicles 16, this passage is repeated mostly in uh, Psalm 29. But we're in 1 Chronicles 16, and looking at verse 28, it describes how we worship the Lord. And it says, ascribe to the Lord, 1 Chronicles 16, 28, ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples, ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name, bring an offering and come before Him. Worship the Lord with the splendor of holiness. Tremble before Him all the earth. I'm going to jump down to verse 34 now. All of this praise that's described here, including among all the nations and the seas and the fields and the trees that sing for joy. Verse 34 says, Oh, give thanks for the Lord, for He is good. For, the steadfast, for His steadfast love endures forever. Just what we read about in Psalm 100. Give thanks. When we ascribe to the Lord the glory do this, do His name, we can't begin to do that from an empty heart, from an unthankful heart. Giving God glory, worshiping God, flows from a thankful heart. So I want to share with you, a, 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 just a, briefly, a couple elements of thanksgiving worship. Worship that is closely linked to a thankful heart. The first is sacrificial worship. Sacrificial worship. Psalm 50. We're going to be a couple verses in Psalm 50. In Psalm 50, in verse 14, it says, Offer to God a sacrifice of thanksgiving and perform your vows to the Most High. Sacrifice of thanksgiving. It's hard to give God when we come and we worship Him. Well, what is it? What is a sacrifice of thanksgiving? Well, when we sacrifice something, when we sacrificially serve Jesus, as we all read together this morning, we choose to do that instead of something else we think we'd rather do. We give up something that's valuable to us, our time, our resources. We give up something, like a football game or a whatever, and we, I don't want to use any illustrations that I care about, but like volleyball or something, uh, but we give up something that we'd rather do to do something that God would have us to do. Most of that stuff is almost trivial from an eternal perspective, but God calls us to sacrificially worship Him, to offer Him a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Still in uh, Psalm 50, if you look at verse 23, 
And by the way, the whole psalm here is God speaking to his people. It's in his voice. The mighty one, God the Lord, speaks and summons the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting, it says in verse 1. And then verse 23 says this, The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. You want to glorify God? What does that mean to glorify God? It's to be thankful to God. To offer a sacrifice of of thanksgiving before Him. And when we do that, we glorify Him. Wow. So we we offer sacrificial worship. And secondly, this element of a thankful heart or thankful worship is corporate worship. Coming together as God's people. And again, in... uh, um, Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15, um, Connor read that uh, this morning for us, and I'm going to take you back to that. In Colossians chapter 3, we find God's people coming together to worship their Savior and their God and to singing praises for who He is. Let's read here. It says, let the peace, uh, Colossians 3, 15, following, let, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your heart to God. And then verse 17, whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We're told to be thankful in this passage. We're told that we are to sing and offer spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts. We're told just to be thankful. So a thankful heart is a worshiping heart. A thankful heart is one who worships sacrificially. A thankful heart is worships before the Lord corporately as we come together even today. A thankful heart is a worshiping heart. And secondly, a thankful heart is a whole heart. A whole heart. A whole heart means that we thank God in every circumstance of our life. We thank God with our whole being. Wholehearted thankfulness sees God's grace in His good hand in every aspect of our lives, in every circumstance of our lives. Psalm 90, in Psalm uh, chapter 9 and verse 1 says this, Psalm 9 verse 1, it says, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all your wondrous deeds. And then in Psalm 86 and verse 12, it says, 86, 12, it says, I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, how? with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name. We glorify God through, saying, uh, through sacrificial worship. We glorify God coming together and singing His praises. We glorify God when we come before Him to worship Him with a, with a whole heart. You might remember, some of you, uh, King Amaziah. He's found in, his story is found, it's a sad story. It's found in Second Chronicles uh, chapter uh, 25. And uh, the first couple of the verse, verses of chapter 25, Second Chronicles says, uh, Amaziah was 25 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 29 years in Jerusalem. But verse 2, sad, sad verse. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, yet not with a whole heart. It kind of sounds like some of us today, isn't it? We do things that look right, feel right, sound right, 
but we're doing it half-heartedly, not with the whole heart. And in Amaziah's case, and this ought to get our attention, in Amaziah's case, God ends up pronouncing a judgment because his half-heart resulted in him worshiping other gods. So God sent him a prophet to pronounce this judgment, and the judgment says this, I know that God has determined to destroy you. And that's exactly what happened to Amaziah. He worshiped with a half-heart, and he was led astray. And he worshiped other gods. Contrast Amaziah with, with true, the true wholehearted believer. In Psalm 138, Psalm 138, and you look at um, verses 1 and 2 of Psalm uh, 138. I give thanks to you, O Lord, with my whole heart. Before the gods, I sing your praise. I bow down toward your holy temple and give thanks to your name for your steadfast love, for your faithfulness, for you have exalted above all things your name and your word. The psalmist here says, he doesn't worship other gods, he says, I give thanks to you before the gods. These, These little gods that don't exist, I still sing your praises to the true God. So a whole heart thanks God for his overwhelming blessings that permeate our lives. For our families, of course, we thank God. For our spouses, for our children, our jobs, for our means of transportation. We thank God for everything. There's a whole heart of thanksgiving sees the good hand of God in every moment of our lives, every day of our lives. And when we sin, we quench that blessing, do we not? We quench the Spirit of God. God calls us to be thankful all the time. Not this TGIF stuff, thank God it's Friday. No, we're called to thank God it's Sunday. Thank God it's Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday. God calls us to be thankful every day and every moment. God, permeate my life, not just with your blessing, but instill in me this sense, this heart, this whole heart of thanksgiving. That's what I want to be as a thankful believer. I want to be a thankful follower of Christ because when I'm thankful, I bless you, Lord. When I'm unthankful, I quench your spirit in me. I understand that some of you, and at some time or another, pretty much all of us go through really difficult seasons of life. Some of those seasons last for a short time, and some of that difficulty lasts for a lifetime. We understand that. The great disappointments that we experience, the crushing loss of a, of a loved one or the, the loss of a, a job or career even, um, a long-term illness or disability that we have to deal with. We can choose to become bitter or we can choose to be thankful in the midst of all of that. We can, we can be thankful as we see past that momentary light affliction. Sometimes it's pretty hard to bear. We see past it into eternity, into the life of glory before the Lord and giving Him glory, a new heaven, a new earth, new bodies, and worshiping the Lord. That's why King David, when he wrote Psalm 30, verses 11 and 12, and I think he wrote this, it doesn't say that anywhere, but how could he not? I think he, he wrote it with his closer than a brother friend in mind, Jonathan, who was killed in battle. And he says this, Psalm 30, verses 11 and 12. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have loosed my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. 
that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I give thanks to you forever. Talks about his glory. That which God has given to us, all of what we have, the whole heart of us, that's our glory. Our whole heart might give God glory all that he is. How can that be? How can we sorrow as others who have no hope? Because true thanksgiving gives us that internal perspective and that unshakable hope in Him. It can be nothing less than that. The Bible tells us that our lives are like a a vapor. We're here on this earth for a very short time, but the Bible promises eternal life, eternal perspective, eternal joy to all those who believe upon His name. The Bible tells us, John chapter 1, that He came to His own and His own people did not receive Him, but to all who did receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood nor the will of flesh nor the will of man, but of God. How can we not be thankful? We come before the Lord and we believe in the Lord Jesus. We confess with our mouth that He is Lord We believe in a heart that God has raised Him from the dead. We'll be saved. How can we not be thankful for that every moment of our lives and with the whole heart? How can we not worship Him as His children? God's will for us is to be thankful. It's it's very clear. And that brings us to our third third, third point here. He calls us to have a worshiping heart. A thankful heart's a whole heart. And a thankful heart is an obedient heart. Give thanks in all circumstances, back to this 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. God's will is for us to be thankful. It's actually recorded as a direct command. We read uh, Colossians chapter 3. I take you back to that, verse 15, Colossians 3. And the peace of Christ, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Be thankful. And we're thankful the peace of Christ rules in our hearts. It's a simple command, be thankful. God's people are called to be thankful. We're to be thankful for the peace of Christ that rules in our heart. We're to be thankful for being part of the body of Christ, God's church. Only then can the word of Christ dwell in us richly. Only then can we fully engage in corporate worship, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. Jesus, when he was in the upper room, he instituted the he instituted communion. We've all heard this passage, passages many, many times. Matthew 26. Matthew 26 tells us that Jesus gave thanks for the bread and the wine. Jesus, author of our faith, the creator of the universe, the one who holds all things together by the word of his power, Jesus, God, gave thanks to his heavenly Father. Wow. So verse 26, chapter 6 of Matthew, now they were eating, Jesus took bread, and after blessing, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks... He gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. That's an amazing thing. Jesus gave thanks. And his thankfulness was born out of his obedience to the heavenly Father. 
Jesus wasn't just thanking his heavenly Father for the bread. He was thanking God for his coming sacrifice. This is my body, the bread, broken for us. He was thanking God for his blood, symbolized by the wine, poured out for man for the forgiveness of sin. Think about it. Jesus was facing the unspeakable pain and suffering, the shame of the cross. In the midst of that, he gave thanks because he would be the sacrifice. The only one that could be the sacrifice, the perfect, sinless Lamb of God. Jesus gave him thanks. That's what we find captured in Philippians chapter 2. That's what that's all about in Philippians 2, starting in verse 5. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men and being found in human form, he humbled himself by being obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Have this mind in you. Be like that. Be thankful. Be obedient. Jesus perfectly understood not just the grief of the cross. He understood the good of the cross. He understood the sacrifice of the cross. And he set his mind, as the scriptures tell us, tells us, resolutely towards Jerusalem to offer himself as that perfect sacrifice. And that's why shortly after that incredible scene in the upper room, he could pray to the Father as he prayed alone and sweat drops of blood in the garden. He said, my Father, if this, not, if this speaking of the cup, if this cannot pass unless I drink it, your will be done. Lord, nevertheless, your will be done. So like Jesus, we can have that mind in us. We can choose to be thankful. We can ask God to make us thankful. Even when we don't feel thankful, we can pray, Lord, give me a thankful heart. Lord, I want to be thankful. Help my unthankfulness. Lord, I am thankful. Help me to be more thankful. Let my heart overflow with thankfulness to you my whole life. A thankful heart's a worshiping heart. A thankful heart's a whole heart. A thankful heart is an obedient heart. Be thankful, even as Jesus was obedient. He was thankful. And finally, a, a thankful heart is a transformed heart. thankful heart is a transformed heart. Going back to 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Truly thankful people are thankful because Jesus Christ is in them. He has transformed them. He has transformed all of us who believe in Him. The Bible never speaks, by the way, of thankfulness of nonbelievers. At least I couldn't find it. I was looking at some of the hundreds of verses in the Bible about thankfulness, literally hundreds. I don't find any record of unbelieving, unregenerate people being thankful in the sense that God calls us to be thankful. But I, not, not everyone can and should express thankfulness, but by that they mean appreciation and gratitude, which is an appropriate thing. But true godly thankfulness is actually the mark of a heart transformed by Christ, the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. 
Only those who are thankful to Jesus for his sacrifice on the cross and his forgiveness of sin are in Christ Jesus. You remember the story of the, of the 10 lepers? Uh, they come to Jesus in Luke 17, on verses 11 to 19, the story's there. And uh, they fall at Jesus' feet and they beg him to have mercy upon them. He sends them to the temple and uh, they're all healed. And they're all amazed and they go away um, healed, made whole physically. But only one, only one was healed from his terminal disease of sin and judgment. We know this because Scripture tells us, and this is verse 15 and 16 of Luke 17, then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet. And what did he do? Giving him thanks. Giving him thanks. And how did Jesus respond to that thanksgiving? And Jesus responded, your faith has made you well. Well, wait a minute. How, how this, what just happened? What just happened? His thankfulness to Jesus reflected his true faith in Jesus. When we're thankful to Jesus, we trust in Jesus. Our faith is in him, exactly as that healed leper who was healed from his physical disease. But more amazing than that, he was healed from his eternal disease. Only those who are faithful to Jesus are in Christ Jesus. So we, we must forever give God praise and thanksgiving for the greatest gift offered to all who will believe the sacrifice of His Son, His only Son, the Lord Jesus, who died in our place, who literally became sin for us that we might know the righteousness of God in Him. That is another amazing thing. And apart from knowing Christ, confessing Christ as our risen Savior, we cannot truly give thanks. So we, his people, the sheep of his pasture, thank God for enabling us to give true thanks through our Lord Jesus. Our ability to give thanks is a gift from him. And we thank him for that. <laughs> but only Jesus can transform our unthankful or darkened hearts into the whole hearts of thankfulness, the sacrificial hearts of thankfulness. You remember in Romans chapter 1, a description of those who, who, who rejected who, who suppressed the revelation of God. Verse 21 of Romans 1 says, For although they knew God or knew about God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks to Him. But they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. The sign of the unbelieving heart is the sign of the, un, is the, is the unthankful heart. They knew about God, but they suppressed that knowledge. You find a description of, of people who have this form of, of, of godliness, but they deny the power in 2 Timothy uh, 3. And they're described as ungrateful and unholy and heartless, people who suppress the truth. How different that is, how vastly different that is than that little child who learns to say thank, thank you from the heart. A little child who has not been corrupted by the cares of this world and by the world system, the little child who comes innocently before the Lord and just simply believes, has the faith of a child. Our daughter uh, Bethany sent a text to, uh, to Cindy uh, this week. Just sort of popped up, one of those things. And uh, I asked 
Bethany, could I share this? She said, yeah. And um, it said this. This morning, this is talking about their almost three-year-old daughter. This morning, Victoria crawled into my bed about 6 a.m. And in my half-awake state, I feel her stroking my cheek. And I hear her whispering, Dear Jesus, thank you for mommy. when I read that <laughs> still I mean, it's just amazing me think about that like this little almost three year old child dear Jesus thank you for my mommy she stroked her cheek well how does that happen how, could we have a thankfulness like that simple thankfulness Jesus focused thankfulness recognizing that so simply it's an amazing thing I'd like to I'd like to have that kind of thankfulness God give me the thankfulness of little child, uncorrupted by the cares of this word, that I might, this world, that I might thank you now with all my heart and thank you for all of eternity. Because we will thank God for eternity. We'll join with the chorus of believers in heaven, thanking God and worshiping God. They go together. In Revelation chapter 7, verses 9 to 12, you find this description of, of the hosts of heaven from every tongue and nation and tribe. The language, they're all praising God. And they're standing before the throne of the Lamb of God, clothed in white robes with, with palm branches in their hands and crying with a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne, around the elders and the four living creatures, and they fell on their faces before the throne and worshipped God, saying, Amen. Blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. Isn't that amazing? We're going to worship God in heaven and we are going to thank Him for all of eternity. Let's start now with our whole heart. Let's start now. Well, we strengthen our hearts with thanksgiving now and in preparation for eternity by practicing the habits of, the heart, of a thankful heart, habits of a thankful heart. And uh, those habits, I'm going to give you four of them here real briefly, and then we're going to um, be done. Um, but there's a whole lot more habits, but let me give you four. First is see God's grace in all things, in every good thing. Be mindful of God's grace and provision in every dimension of your life. Give thanks in all circumstances. See God's good hand of blessing and everything that is good, because every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of light, in whom there is no variableness or shadow of turning. All good comes from God. We should give God thanks as we see His good in every circumstance. God doesn't just swoop in to bless us from time to time. He bathes us in blessing. He permeates our lives with blessing. He lavishes with blessing. From the food that we eat, for our families and our children, and we thank Him for all these things. Oh Lord, thank you for this food. You and you alone transform the dirt of the ground into this wonderful meal through the life you created in seeds and, and, and eggs and fungus and animals. God, you transformed dirt into food. In fact, you made me from dirt. Amen. It's an amazing thing. I'm trying to get my arms around that drive down the freeway and see a car. I read about a rocket ship going to the moon and I, or beyond, and I think, wait a minute, that was dirt. Somebody 
made that into that by God's amazing creative powers. Thank you, Lord. Jesus thanked the Lord, not only in the upper room, he thanked the Lord in the feeding of the 5,000. He gave thanks as he broke the loaves and the fishes. So give thanks to God for everything. Secondly, give thanks from a heart always. Give thanks from a heart always. No matter what, in every circumstances. Colossians 1.3, Paul says to the Colossians, we always thank God, the Father of the Lord Jesus, when we pray for you. We always thank God. When we pray for our family, we pray for our loved ones, we pray for our church, we pray for the unsaved. We always, we always start by thanking God. God, thank you that you hear our prayers. Thank you that you and you alone can transform that which seems impossible into that which is possible by your grace. God, let's start with thanking Him. We always thank God, always. And we thank God first. The third thing, third half of the heart, we thank God first. We thank God, I mean, we thank God always and we thank God first, the, the third point. Give God thanks in the same, the same time that we thank others. Philippians 1.3, we just read from Colossians 1.3. Philippians 1.3, Paul directs his thanksgiving to God first, even when he's thankful for others. In verse 3 of Philippians, it says, I thank my God in all my remembrance of you. He doesn't just say, I thank you. He says, I thank God for remembrance of you. When we say thank you to someone, we mean, as believers, I thank God for you. When we say thank you, we mean I thank God for you. I thank God for blessing me through you. Well, maybe we don't verbalize it all the time, but we should always think that and be aware of that. All thanksgiving comes from Him. We thank God first. And that's a whole lot more powerful. Simply saying thank you for or to somebody, we say, I thank God for you. And then finally, we are to pray with thanksgiving. We're to pray with thanksgiving. Verse 17 again. Pray without ceasing. Back to 1 Thessalonians. Pray without ceasing. And it's immediately followed by give thanks in all circumstances. Pray with thanksgiving. Give thanks. Include thankfulness in every prayer. So the habits of a thankful heart enable us to give thanks even in the most difficult circumstances of life. The habits of the heart prepare us to give God thankfulness in everything. You know, Jesus in the parable of the unrighteous steward said, he who is faithful in a very little thing is faithful also in much. I would suggest to you it's equally true that he who is thankful in a very little thing will be thankful also in much in every circumstance. So practice being thankfulness. Make thankfulness the habit of your heart, a habit of the heart. One of the ladies, godly ladies in our church, posted this on Facebook. Again, uh, my wife shared this with me because I don't do Facebook, but uh, she says, Mark, you need to read this. And um, I did, and I immediately asked Cindy, email that, email that wonderful lady in our church and ask her for permission I'd like to share, and she said yes. She wrote this. She says, Happy New Year. May much grace and many blessings be in your path. I'm praying that I will choose to see all that I have to be grateful for each day of this new year. Wow. She went on to say, I'm thankful for a wonderful husband who walks alongside me on this journey and for the faith that never fails. But she prayed that God would, that she would choose to see all that I have to be thankful for each day of the year. Let's make that our prayer. God, make me thankful. Help me to see all that I should be thankful for 
every day of this new year. She was committed, and so should we, by God's grace and grace alone, to further develop our thankful hearts for the glory of God. May we worship Him in thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation, so rich and free. Thank you. And we do thank you, Lord, for your grace, for your mercy, for the power of your Spirit working within us. Help us, Lord, to be a people who rejoice constantly, who pray without ceasing, who give thanks in every circumstances. That is your will, Lord, for all who are in Christ Jesus. Help us, Lord, to be faithful and not quench the Spirit of God with our unfaithfulness, Lord. Lord, we are thankful. Help our unfaithfulness. May we worship you in spirit and in truth with whole hearts. Thankful for your glorious grace. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.